Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. I hope he has a new phone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Uh, lots going on in the world today, lots of news breaking, lots of injuries that we finally got through. Michael Trent from Brandenburg, Kentucky, glad to have you back, my friend. Let's hear the, let's hear the sound quality. How do we sound, my brother? Not bad. Not bad. I'll give it a solid seven. Not too shabby. A solid seven? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we got a great show in store. Uh, looking forward to a lot of great things. And uh sound more like a, uh, what, eight, nine, ten as we keep rolling along now? We'll, uh, we'll see as long as you talk into the microphone. What kind of phone you got now? I know Mobile App Startup uh, from the chat room, he took care of you. What, 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 are you, what are you sitting with now? What are you, what are you using? I'm using the Galaxy. Okay. All right. You know, it must be just the reception and sound quality down in Brandenburg. Do they have towers there, or how do they how do they get you signal? Maybe maybe mobile app in the chat room can, can shed some light no, on that. No, 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 no. I've got uh, I've got the Campbell soup can. I've got all kinds of things. It's it's rolled through the uh, through the entire uh, room uh, upstairs. So uh, basically, I got somebody on the deck uh, outside that's just holding up a. Uh, Antenna with uh, aluminum foil. So I mean, he's helping me out. So is that sounding better? This is the Red versus Blue Show, sponsored by FFToolbox.com, <laughs> home of the 2012 <laughs> Accuracy <laughs> Challenge <laughs> from FantasyPros.com. So welcome uh, everybody to Red versus Blue. Thank you, the crew, the chat room here at Red versus Blue, uh, for being here. We've got a lot to get to tonight. Farrell Elliott from the KFFSC is going to stop by for a quick visit. Uh, to talk about the live event uh, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, or what do you call that there, New Albany? Uh, I, you know, it's my hometown. I should know. But it's a, it's a. There's there's a there's a body of water there called the Ohio River, and in between the states of Indiana and Kentucky, where there's a riverboat, and it's a casino, the Horseshoe Casino. So it's a pretty cool Vegas experience uh, for those folks that can't get out to Vegas, or for those folks that are wanting a primer two weeks prior to the main event draft in Las Vegas. Uh, it's a smaller stake, mid-stake league uh, with high-stakes prizes. So, uh, Mikey, uh, we're going to talk about the the Ravens, the Eagles, 
uh, and the other team, the Seahawks, right? We're going to talk about those three teams tonight, and we're going to talk about the dynasty waivers that I just see that I just saw come across my uh, monitor here for the Dynasty Football World Championship. Tonight was the first night, Mike, that guys had to take a look at their roster, decide who they felt would be worthy of keeping since draft day, and IR, you know, whoever they had there, if they had Macklin, anybody on IR there that they could they could free up a wow. roster spot and then decide to uh, who are they going to pick up in the waiver wire that may have impressed uh, over this short period of time. So it's a big night for the Dynasty World Championship, Mike. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's a time to uh, take advantage of uh, uh, who you want to dump and uh, who you want to might pick up because uh, there's a lot of things that are going on right now, especially in camp with the injuries. Uh, like you said, we're getting ready to touch on the uh, Ravens injuries, the Eagles injuries. Uh, you know, so this is a time to uh, jump on, get on players uh, uh, like a Chianco. I mean, Passante, uh, I mean, is he worth Picking up? I don't know. I mean, did he go? And how much did he go for? You know, those are different things that, uh, you know, that's kind of fun to touch on. Good call, Mike. You're absolutely right. So let's uh, we're going to jump right into that. And, and, again, we've got all the player news uh, that's been happening on FF Toolbox that you've obviously checked out. In a couple of hours, the, Dyna- the, uh, the Mock Draft World Championship is going to begin, so just keep checking FF Toolbox. You can be one of the first entries there into the Mock Draft World Championship, first of its kind. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's the buzz of the industry out there. I've, I've heard it discussed everywhere, from ESPN to Roto Experts to Sirius XM, uh, just about everywhere I'm hearing them talk about Roto Bowl or the Mock Draft World Championship, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, let's dig right into these Dynasty World Championship waivers real quick. Joker's Wild drops uh, Niall Davis, which is a very interesting player, for Ed Dixon, Ed Dixon goes for $169 of the $1,000 bid budget. That's very interesting that $169 on Ed Dixon, Mike. Uh, we're going to talk about Baltimore's tight end situation uh, here in a little bit. Money earning Mount Vernon picks up Kimbrell Tompkins, uh, the New England wide receiver, for $52. Uh, didn't have to drop anybody there. Hopkins is an interesting uh, uh, situation, Mike. Uh, people are looking for what? What the Patriots are going to do now that, you know, Hernandez is gone, and obviously you have uh, the injury to Gronkowski, uh, that is that is bringing a lot of people to take a look uh, at, at wide receiver, you know, like a Kembrell Hopkins. And I don't know if you even know that name, Mike, but it, it, they, they said the training camp, the, the practice that they had was a coming out party for him. He was an undrafted free agent, and he, he just like just broke down the left sideline, he gauged the ball in the air, and it was a roar of recognition from the crowd. He made a diving touchdown uh, catch that drew the thousands of fans to their feet. So sometimes it's one player to, or here or there in the in training camps that, that that causes you to wake up and look at the guy that you never looked at before. Yeah, well, that's true. And uh, but you have to remember uh, it's early in training camp. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of different things that can happen. Uh, just like last year, about this time. Uh, we were talking about David Wilson starting every week constantly and uh, just being the guy. So, yeah, it's it's hard to tell right now. Yeah, so, uh, and again, these are these are uh, the, the, the strategy. The reason why we wanted to put this into play is because it is all about dynasty. Can you use patience? Can you put your patience uh, with your pocketbook and your wallet? You're sitting on $1,000, and a lot of times you only have so many weeks to use that. Well, in the Dynasty World Championship, you have the entire preseason and the entire training camps here now, the rest of training camps, to use that that bidding dollars. It's a very unique concept, Mike, and I just wanted to see what kind of patience people could have. Mercedes Lewis went for $32. Doug Baldwin went for $32. Jeremy Curley was dropped. Julian Edelman for $31. Philip Rivers, who had went undrafted in Dynasty 1, uh, went for $15. Carson Palmer for $7. Julius Thomas for $5. Vance McDonald, these are names, $5. And then you have a couple of other ones. So that that's League One. Again, the big acquisition there, Mike, is Ed Dixon. Let's go ahead and talk about um, – well, I want to save Ed Dixon uh, because Farrell is going to help us talk about Ed Dixon and the Ravens. So I, I, I don't want to jump the gun there and give the listeners uh, too much of the same information back-to-back, if you know what I'm saying. So I want to, I want to keep it – Keep it rolling uh, with the next league. But, again, it looked like Kimbrell Tompkins 
for $52 was quite an investment for a player that we've only seen a catch in training camp and a roaring ovation from the crowd, Mike. Well, I think that, uh, you know, oh, that's just, that's just, what? Well, it's $52. What is wrong I mean, with your phone, man? This is supposed to be a new Samsung that our, our buddy sent you. What is going on with that phone, man? Every time you talk, are you it just serious? like jumps out there like, are you serious? You can't hear me. Everybody can hear you, man. It's like a screeching on a chalkboard when you just you, you're just either loud too loud into your phone and your speakers can't handle it. Modern technology can't handle your voice. That's the problem. You're are you using the old phone because people are now people are now believing that you're using the old phone. I've got a I've got a mobile app. I've got a I've got a mobile expert in the chat room tonight, and he's saying that you're God, using your God, old phone. Scott. If you would quit bumping your gums for a bit, maybe. Now, how does that sound? That's Does that sound okay? Better. I like that. Exactly. Let's try to exactly. remain calm. Exactly. But, but you calm down, and we'll get through this just fine. I'm, what I'm getting ready to say is the money that that's invested in some of these players isn't. You know, it might seem like a whole lot, but it's really not. I mean, fifty-two dollars here, uh, forty dollars there. The uh, Ed Dixon, I mean, that's solid. Like you said, we're going to uh, uh, touch on that here in a bit. Am I coming across loud and clear? You're doing fine. Absolutely. That's my brother. But anyway, uh, a lot of these are, uh, you know, they're pretty much mid-level picks is what I would say. They're, they're just flyers, as you would like to say. And uh, you got to take that chance on a flyer in uh, training camp, and you never know. You're going you're gonna to catch lightning in a bottle every once in a while. I can guarantee you this. If people keep spending the money like I'm seeing spent tonight, they're going to run out. Uh, Remedial Geeks in the chat room says Mike needs to keep the phone away from inside his mouth, okay? So don't eat the phone. Eat You Alive spends $184 on Ed Dixon in number two. Uh, that's another big bid there, Mike. We saw Ed Dixon go in the in the uh, first league for what? What was it? Do you remember? It was uh, 169 So this is a bigger bid. 184 now for Ed Dixon. So the price keeps going up, and people are saying, hey, they're they're panicking a little bit. They need to get a tight end. So we will talk about him. Mercedes Lewis, $81. Kenbra Tompkins, there he is again, for $66. So a little bit more. And that's from Invictus Dynasty soundtrack tasting for 66 Eat You Alive takes Daniel Thomas for 57 Remedial Geeks, Devon Best. He's in the chat room for 51 Oh, he's also took Mercedes Lewis for 81 Eat You Alive, Doug Baldwin for 25 Eat You Alive, Mike James for 25 These guys are spending money like it's running out of style. I see six bids from Eat You Alive, uh, and the money is going to run out. Uh, Peyton Hillis for $3, Edelman for 21 uh, yeah, Mike, this this money's not going to last that long. you got to make it last yeah. all year. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be hard to make it last. It's just it's how you invest it, and it's how you uh, uh, put it into which player you want. I mean, how bad do you want that player for $50, 40 or $30 uh, even? Uh, not to mention not to mention $170 for uh, Ed Dixon. But – if if you if you have a solid foundation around your team, and there may be a reason to spend the 170 for Dixon and be done with it for the next uh, you know month or so. Well, it, it appears that the two uh, the, obviously the two hot popular names this week are Ed Dixon, the undrafted players Ed Dixon and Kimbrell Tompkins, and that looks like it's continuing across all these leagues as I look at them. So we we're looking at League Three here now. Ed Dixon for 123, a little bit less. Jacoby Jones from Four Sport bids uh, $112 on him. Taco Hunters takes Roy Helu for 33. Taco Hunters takes Danielle Thomas for 23. Chris Thompson for 23. And Kimbrell Tompkins in this league only goes for 15. Now that's a bid I can live with. I do see Hernandez being dropped this week. Uh, Jordan Reed was even dropped in uh, the Dynasty League three. So not, you know, you draft him hoping that you can hang on. You really can't hang on because it's so early in the process. You haven't had enough time to see it, and so I can understand. There's a little bit of news and a little bit of buzz out on Tompkins, and so he takes the shot. But see, he only spent fifteen dollars. That's Brown Dogs. That's Michael Brown. 
It's a very good bid. That's the type of money I'm thinking about spending. 123 for Dixon. Uh, that's just a lot of money. Now here we go. League four, Mike. Julius Thomas was taken for 113. Fred Davis for 53. I can't believe Fred Davis was a free agent. Fred Davis. Yeah. Uh, Ed Dixon again for 48. Edelman for 40. Kimbrell Tompkins for 35 to redshirt the seniors too. Uh, again, all those, uh, and there's a Damaris Johnson from Philadelphia, thirty-one dollars. So those those bids are a little bit more in line. But the Julius Thomas bid for a one thirteen that is a little surprising. Uh, here we are, League Five, League Five. Golden Tate was a free agent, and he went for how much, Mike? What do you guess? Uh, I would say he went for about uh, seventy-eight dollars. Golden Tate went for $177. Now, here, here would have been a problem for me. If I were in this league and I saw Golden Tate was on the free agency, I would have flipped my lid and I would have said, oh, my God, I'm going to run out of money now. I might as well just go ahead and do it. And I would have probably put uh, put a lot of money on the line there for, for Golden Tate. So I'm glad I wasn't in that league. Andre Roberts for eight. Dustin Keller for 18. Uh, all of those bids look fairly in line. Joy Cabell for a dollar. That's a good That's a good pick for a dollar. Uh, I like that. Well, absolutely, Scott. And what I'm seeing, uh, what I'm hearing these bids and everything is that, that you know, every league has a different uh, makeup. And like I said, every team has a different makeup. So, you know, when we're talking about these uh, these teams bidding for so much amount of dollars on so much or, or on a certain player, it's because they have a weakness at that spot. And that's why they're going ahead, bidding hard getting that player, they might not bid again for the next uh, month. Yeah. In League 6, Golden Tate for $344. Nick Toon for $222. And Kimbrell Tompkins for $103. All those players were taken by the exact same player, Mike. He is going to have about, oh, I don't know, maybe $350 left to spend the entire year. So uh, that's, very that's interesting to see that. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's almost too ballsy in my opinion. I mean, I, I think it's really neat that that he uh, that he goes out and tries to do what he can with those type of moves. But let's face it, this is August 2nd. This is August 2nd, and to have, you know, Less than a third of your budget left throughout the entire year. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> well, we finished up through the first six leagues. We're going to do the next six leagues here uh, in a little bit. Let me take a caller before we get to Farrell Elliott. Eight six four. You're on the air with Red versus Blue. What do you got? Eight six four. You're on the air. Or are you stage fright? Hmm. Are you scared? We'll put 864 on hold, and we will bring in our guest of this evening, Farrell Elliott from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. What's up, my brother? Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Mike Trent, is that you? That is me. Can you hear me loud and clear? He said said that may be too ballsy for me. There's nothing in this world too ballsy for one Michael Trent. (laughs) I believe that man is an imposter. And should be investigated before we go any further with the show. But if that is Mike Trent, it's wonderful talking to you guys. Happy August. Happy fantasy football season. Hey, Farrell, I appreciate it. And I did get your uh, voicemail the other day. And I uh, appreciate you keeping in touch. And uh, looking forward to a great year, man. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Well, this is Farrell Elliott uh, on the air tonight. We're very honored to have Farrell on the, from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, and it's a Midwest event like none other. Uh, for years, Mike and I have traveled up to Chicago and went up to the to the NFFC drafts, but when you are able to do what you've done, Farrell, talk a little bit about why you got into it, what, what you saw in the space, and what this thing has become as truly a, a practice grounds for not only the, the casual fans that live in the area, but they're coming from all over to play in your event every year? Yes, Scott, they they have. I got into the business when I saw what was going on in Las Vegas, and and I got a feel when I started with the World Championship of Fantasy Football in Las Vegas, and it's a huge event with a little bit of pomp uh, to it, but not a lot of 
camaraderie amongst the players. And what I, the, the vibe that I wanted to create was to bring the Las Vegas experience here, but to make it more fun and to make the league about the players. You know, uh, we've, we've had a situation now in our 11th season where we have some recognizable name brands amongst the players. And I, I think the players that play here are the stars of the event. And that's what makes our event so unique and special. We want the guys to come out, sort of stake their claim to not only be the Kentucky State champion, but be recognized as one of the best fantasy football players in the world. We believe that the season, the live season starts in Kentucky, concludes in Las Vegas. As we know, guys, especially with the red and blue, fantasy football is all year round. So these are the two big weekends for us, August 23rd through 25th at the Horseshoe Casino, and then as we move on to Las Vegas the weekend after Labor Day. And I want to say that uh, Mike, Mike Trent, I'm going to, I'm going to lead this off. Mike Trent is our resident kind of pro here. He has the best finish between the both of us, red and blue here. Blue finished out on top, and he got himself a top five. Didn't he get a top five, Mike, in a trip to Vegas? Yeah, you know that was uh, that was pretty special. You know, it was uh, it was fun uh, drafting uh, next to one of the best, uh, Kimra. I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. how good does that get? Uh, you know, that year uh, that we that we won, uh, finished uh, in uh, third overall. Uh, you know, I mean that, that that's awesome. Last year, last year, last year we didn't do so well, but uh, you know, the draft there at the uh, at the horseshoe. I mean, it, it's it's a perfect venue, and uh, Farrell, you guys do a great job and uh, continue to fill it and fill it. Uh, Get uh, everybody from all across the nation. I mean, we're talking uh, less uh, from uh, St. Louis, uh, the guys from uh, Wisconsin, uh, you know, from Florida. I mean, they come from all over, Farrell. Do you realize the the bringing that you get? I mean, it's pretty awesome. Well, I appreciate that, guys. You know, what we've done is to present at the $300 buy-in level an opportunity where guys can get to – the horseshoe and draft as many as seven or eight times, three times in our main event, and then a variety of ancillary leagues, such as draft masters, auctions, similar to what you guys were talking about when I joined you. And, you know, you can basically come in and draft the entire weekend. Our biggest event is we refer to as the big payback is a thousand dollar entry fee. And it works within a 12 team division. Uh, Scott, I think you've uh, ponied up for that one this year, and that'll be great to have you in that league. And it's just a situation where you can come and play for about what uh, – you can play everything, including the big payback, for about what one and a half times the uh, buy-in in Las Vegas is. And and that's a good feeling because I've learned that guys like to draft. Of course, we can't all afford that every league we want to draft in – uh, to, to sign up for $1,700. The FFWC has done a great job of providing drafters that come to Las Vegas with a number of different price points to get into leagues. And what we've done in Kentucky is, is start at 300 your second team is 250 and we're bringing you a product at that price that I think you'll be proud of. Yeah. That, and, and you it, know it, what, Phil? Go ahead, Mike. I mean, I mean that's awesome. That, that big payback uh, – you know that's a that's a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, Scott was uh, telling me about it. Uh, how's the big payback work? Is it pretty much the same deal uh, as uh, a main event? It, no, it, it works a little different, Mike, in that it's an eleven week regular season, best record and most points at the end of eleven weeks earn some money. The top six teams after eleven weeks move on in the playoffs with a playoff average based on the first eleven. So what you're looking at is a situation where. Uh, basically, the season starts over in week 12. You're you're seated with your average, but they're usually, as you guys are well aware, not not more than 20 points difference between the first and the sixth team. And the season starts over. We got a five week sprint to the championship uh, and, and the main prize there. Good deal. Farrell Elliott from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Full disclosure, I am going to participate this year. I've been participating for a long time. Mike is a participant and actually has a top five finish uh, in 2011. Last year, I don't know what happened. I had a great team and, and absolutely lost faith in Russell Wilson after about six or seven weeks. Had I kept Russell Wilson, the team that I had was absolutely dominant. It was a great team with Richardson and Ridley and Bush and Randall Cobb and A.J. Green and, and 
Julio Jones. I had, I had everybody you could think of except a quarterback, and that was the uh, that was the downfall. Fell, fell apart in the very last couple of weeks. I uh, had a team that ran through the division, and then it just uh, just fell apart. That's kind of what happens sometimes, but, you know, you can pin it on one decision or you can pin it on uh, – you know, lots of them, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a good event. Let's talk about. Uh, you said it's an 11 week season in the big payback, and I'm reminded of that now that you say that. It's very important then in my mind to make sure that you are paying attention to the bye weeks because every single week is important. A lot of leagues, if it's total points or the longer season, you can kind of brush aside bye weeks. But in an 11 week season where head to head is important, if you take a Drew Brees, Farrell. Are you worried about backing him up uh, or are you at least thinking about his backup in the draft or are you leaving the draft table with just Drew Brees? I'm leaving with just Drew Brees because you certainly you certainly cannot uh, replace that player. So uh, I would take Drew Brees and then wait uh, very, very late in the draft. Perhaps some, a, a talented quarterback would fall to me late. If that quarterback's gone for the board, off the board, I'm going to go into the season probably with one quarterback. Now, guys, I will point out to you that in our main event, uh, it's an 11-week regular season, but everyone plays in our main event through week 13. Weeks 12 and 13 are our divisional championships, and if you are not one of the four teams in the divisional championship, you'll continue to play, earn points, and try to obtain one of our wild card bids. Into the into the championship playoffs, which are weeks fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, and the NFL threw us a very very interesting curveball uh, yeah. with the bye weeks in week twelve this year. And so, uh, as you go into divisional championships, I think that's one of the most interesting choices that you've got to make, guys. Is is where do you uh, where do you put those bye week players from week twelve in your draft? Well, do, do you uh, ignore week twelve, or do you uh, grade that player much uh, a bit less? And Henry Muto in the chat room, week 12, by suck. I think the teams in question there are the Bengals, the Hawks. Uh, who else we got there, Farrell? Uh, to, 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 to the Bengals and the Hawks, I know, are two of the teams, right? Uh, by weeks. I know the Bengals, yep. and that's about the only Buffalo, one. Buffalo and Philly. Yeah, so you're losing. I mean, C.J. Spiller is affected. A.J. Green is affected. Mike, you're you're going to draft in the Kentucky uh, KFFSC, and the Week 12 is very important because if you make it into that top four, you're playing a money game in essence in Week 12. I do like that that you said that everybody plays on Thanksgiving. I love that. So, Mike, what do you do? How do you do? You let C.J. Spiller fall then, and you go ahead and take a Trent Richardson or a Calvin Johnson, and you and you push that problem onto somebody else because the money week is pretty important. You know, it, it is very important, uh, but at the time I'm drafting. I, I, I'm not going to rely on week 12. I'm really not. Scott. I, I, and it might bite me. It might bite me in the you know what. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to rely on week 12. I'm just going to sit there and draft and just uh, go about my business and uh, hope that everything falls in line. And you know I that might I sound can't. stupid. No, it doesn't sound stupid. But I, I can't wait to evaluate the ADP, Farrell. If there's any way that we can. You know, get that loaded in and take a look. I'm really fascinated to see what happens with the ADP uh, in, in, in just in the difference between this type of contest and one that doesn't put an added emphasis in Week 12. So I'm I'm really fascinated to see what happens there if people do drop. Well, and gentlemen, you know we've talked about it across fantasy football. Do you try to come up and do you adjust your rules for Week 12 and? You know, we, we've never in the Kentucky League, we've never tried to dumb anything down for our players. We leave a lot of things that they're going to have to consider. But it's the fact that uh, we do have a very inclusive uh, wild card system in our league, uh, if, if week 12, if a poor performance in week 12 were to be a problem, uh, for, perhaps that team moves into our playoffs as a wild card team and then can regain it with a full squad. But, yes, it is certainly gotcha. a problem. We're main, our rules uh, require you to start three receivers, so it's very interesting that you bring up A.J. Green because, obviously, he would be your number one receiver if he's on your roster, and I would love to have him uh, win in week 12 when I'm in the first round of the divisional playoffs. And it's not unheard of to see a team start McCoy and A.J. Green, but in that, you know, it might happen. So you do have a wild card system, so if you do lose week 12, there's a chance you could still get into the playoffs on points. Is that correct? That's right. When it's when the automatic bids, which are the division champion, 
the team with the best record through week 11 and the team with the most points through week 11, when they are all um, totaled and placed in the playoffs, we will then take our number of divisions times two, and those playoff uh, spots will be allocated to the remaining teams uh, with, with the most fantasy points through the 13 weeks. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Well, we love the wild cards here at Red vs. Blue. Phil Elliott from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship is with us. We talk a little bit of uh, third-round reversal uh, here at the KFFSC, and I am always the type, Farrell, that I like to negate third-round reversal. I love the fact, uh, and what I do, and I, and I haven't mentioned this to the listeners yet, but when you sit down at a KFFSC table, the bidding action begins, and it's probably the most exciting thing in all of fantasy sports. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm just going to tell you, you sit down at a, a table in Kentucky, or in the Kentucky Championship, and you, the bidding war begins for the draft slots. Talk about it, Farrell. Yes, we, we, uh, we're supposed to get all the teams on their feet and form a circle. We have an auction <laughs> with the $1,000 fantasy dollars that you start your season with, and you're going yeah. to auction the draft spots. We're not going to assign a draft slot to you. You're going to have to decide where you want to draft. So if you want Adrian Peterson – and, and he's the consensus number one pick this year. Uh, if you want Doug Martin at number two, you're, you're, you'll have the opportunity to get that player by putting your money where your uh, where your draft pick is and uh, taking that one or two spot at the table after you win it. And and that can uh, not only is that important in the first round, guys, but as you well know, ADP is, is a snakes through the draft. You position yourself as a chair that you think you're going to have the best players from each round that you like. And it is a great thing. We did a a survey of our participants just to see, you know, how many people liked it. We knew it was quite popular. And uh, the survey, I quit counting after the first 50 because they were all saying, keep this, this is the best thing. So uh, the fun with us starts, guys, even before you start picking players. Yeah. You know, I I, want to jump in real quick, Farrell, and – that is that is a ball. I mean, it doesn't take five minutes, uh, but it is so much fun. I mean, just the just the auctioning of how much, uh, how much, how bad do you want that first pick? And you know, we've seen uh, six, seven, seven hundred and fifty dollars of your thousand has been bid on that first pick, and you know, I mean that 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 makes it even more fun because. You know that that guy that's got that first pick only has two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars to deal with, so it's a lot of fun. He's got to make it through the season and make very, very careful free agent acquisitions through the season. He better be a good judge of talent and uh, bid for his players before they have a breakout game. Absolutely. Farrell Elliott joins us tonight from the uh, KFFSC. Let's talk some fantasy because Farrell is a high stakes player. We want to pick his brain a little bit. Farrell, you saw that Jeremy Macklin tore an ACL. It's the second of his career. We had uh, we talked about it with Chris Kuhlman from BFD Fantasy uh, this past Wednesday night. Everybody's talking maybe Riley Cooper steps in. You've got Jason Avant, kind of the steady guy, but never does much you know, with touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson, what do you see here? What, what are you thinking is going to happen with this offense? You know, I'm very anxious to look at this team uh, during the preseason, watch their preseason game. There's several teams I want to watch, but none more than the Eagles. But, guys, I've done a lot of personal business in my time in the football industry with the new general manager of Philadelphia, a fellow named Tom Gamble. He was in pro personnel at the San Francisco 49ers and and played a big, big role in building that uh, very successful franchise over the last couple years. And, And what I believe about this position is that the player that we're going to see be productive, uh, in the, in the wide receiver position in Philadelphia, uh, may not even be on the roster right now. I believe that uh, Gamble is combing the other rosters. He's going to look at, at wide receivers that, uh, because of age or, or attrition of talent and, and a situation of, of guys that they just may not have room for uh, either a veteran or a promising young player, I believe we'll see a, uh, one or two wide receivers join the Eagles uh, from from the uh, waiver wire, from the late round draft picks, uh, and and move into that position. I don't think I don't think uh, we know who that uh, receiver is yet. He may not even be on the roster. Yeah, we we have several options there. You have uh, we said Riley Cooper, Avant, 
Brent Selleck hasn't been uh, much uh, to speak of. They, they, I do like this Zach Ertz, the rookie tight end. He looks like a he's a mm-hmm. like a six five power forward out there when he's posting up in the paint, and these five ten corners can't cover him. His ADP in one week's time went from twenty one eight up to eighteen six. So that's a three round bump. That's pretty significant. Deshaun Jackson's ADP. Uh, in the high-stakes world, the FFWC ADP went from 8.6 to 7.5, so he saw a bump. And there's a guy named Damaris Johnson that went undrafted in the most recent drafting go through 26 rounds, and there was a story today, Farrell, that he was uncoverable in camp. Uh, I don't know what you what – do you, what do you make of a story that, that says he's uncoverable in camp? Uh, it probably means that you have very poor defensive backs, but it also <laughs> could mean that uh, – you know, it also could mean that you've got a, a a very good player that's working hard to be noticed in camp. A lot of these young guys, they they see their name at the end of the depth chart. They get very few reps, and when they do play, with the reps they get after standing around all day, uh, they can in fact be uncoverable. But as you guys know, it's very difficult to be uncoverable through an entire game. But uh, I had a I had a uh, I have one of my clients is playing the Minnesota Vikings this year. Uh, he is a, a young guy at the end of the depth chart, but the coach pulled him aside and said, you have a Ph.D. in defense. He said, what do you mean, coach? He said, well, you're you're poor, hungry, and determined. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's when a lot of players are uh, when they're in camp now. Let's see if, let's see if uh, Johnson or any other player hits the wall. And that, that's what – that's what happens to a lot of rookie players. A lot of players that get limited reps as their reps increase, they hit the wall, and 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 uh, you don't see that kind of production. I think of a player, guys. While I was talking about what Gamble might do, I think of mm-hmm. a player uh, that emerged last year in Minnesota and and became uh, a a, uh, a week-to-week possible fantasy start at the end of the year at the receiver position was Jarius Wright. And, and mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. kind of player that I think we're going to see emerge in Philadelphia. And uh, those were very modest bumps in your graphs. I think that I think fantasy players are beginning to recognize that when you take a significant contributor like Jeremy Macklin off a roster, that all players suffer. It doesn't necessarily mean that uh, uh, the other players' game is going to get that much better because because Macklin's going to be very very tough there to uh, to replace. Well, Farrell, uh, let me uh, let, let me ask you. You know, you, uh, you put a lot of time and energy into the uh, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, and uh, you know, it's like I said, it's well run. I mean, I you know, it's one of the best uh, in the uh, in the Midwest. When you, uh, how many leagues do you draft? Uh, say in Las Vegas, because um, I, I know I saw you out there last year and uh, enjoyed seeing you. So it's kind of fun for you to get away and. Uh, do your own draft. I mean, how many I, leagues? I played uh, more last year than I ever had before, Mike, and, and I had the worst, some of the worst results that I had ever had. I, I, uh, but I've always played generally with partners because I get so busy towards the end of the year with all my obligations that that uh, it, having a partner to bounce some things off of is, is always great fun. This year, a couple of guys that I normally play with can't make the trip. I've got to to leave sadly. Before before kickoff Sunday, I've got to leave Las Vegas, so it's a situation where this year I'll play a couple teams and I'll hope for a, a good result, and I, I better make it count because those are the only teams that I'll be playing this year. But it is a it, it is a wonderful experience in Las Vegas. That's one of the reasons that instead of giving prize money to our players that. Uh, uh, at a three hundred dollar entry fee, I, I wanted to provide them more than an additional five or six hundred dollars uh, to a thousand dollars in in dollar winnings. Uh, we incorporated the first five uh, finishers, uh, as you were, Mike, in two thousand twelve, to to have a bid to play in Las Vegas. I wanted everyone that played in our league to go out there and have that experience because it not only is it a great experience. I think some of the best fantasy players in the country play in the KFFSC, and I'm hoping that one of them will take our $300 entry, win an entry to Las Vegas, and then come back with a very significant prize. Yeah, buddy. That's, yeah. I, it was almost I, Mike and I, Rachel, too. I thought it was fate for you guys, Mike. In, in 2011, I said, my buddy from Brandenburg, 
the Kentucky fan is going to win the Kentucky State Championship and, and finally get his credibility, and you did, my man. You got a lot of props and a lot of stripes that day when you took that uh, that title in the KFFSC. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with more with uh, Farrell and what he's saying about that. You know, just if you finish in that top five, just to go ahead and make it to that next level, it's almost like being called up to the major leagues. It's like, you right. know, it's the neatest world. I mean, it really is. And mm-hmm. and we were just so pumped up. And uh, so, you know, why not? You you have to do that. You have to get into this league. If you're not doing if you're listening and you haven't done it, you got to do it, man. I mean, it's a, such a great price point. I mean, you have to yeah. do it. I'm not being a salesman because I'm not a real good salesman. Right. No, you're not. What the that I but you're a great endorser, brother. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> Beaming from <laughs> ear to ear. What a smile I have. Yeah, we just got an email I mean, from we just got an email from Joey Brown Farrell, and uh, Joey Brown says uh, he can't make it to Louisville, but he is signing up for the the twenty first draft. He just said he he said he just signed up for the twenty first draft. Yeah, that's our first online activity that we've ever had for the main event. We decided to open it up with with online drafting for the main event this year, and we filled our first twelve team division. It's going to go off August twenty first uh, at nine thirty. Uh, p.m. Eastern Time. We've got a good mix of players in there, some that have played in the league before, but most of the guys that are like Joey uh, can't get away to Louisville that weekend or are coming from a distance. I'm going to keep working on Joey to see what uh, I can do to get him over here, just maybe for the Sunday. But uh, I really enjoy speaking with him this week. He seems like quite a player. Uh, I believe he finished seventh in the Football Guys Championship last year, which was uh, quite an accomplishment. Hey, Farrell, uh, if, if you could real quick talk about uh, expanding to uh, Cincinnati. I mean, that, that's a pretty cool deal. Thanks for bringing that up, brother. Yes, we are doing that. I've got some great help in the league this year, and uh, one of the gentlemen that's helping with me is a fellow named Dan Claskins, and he asked that we expand to Cincinnati, and off we went to uh, to take that step. And, you know, it's, it's guys, when you're building something from the start, it, it, it's uh, – it's slow going at times. We hope to have three live divisions playing in Cincinnati by draft day. But whatever we have, we're going to be proud of it and glad that the guys are coming out and experiencing uh, what it is to play in the KFFSC. It helps that our our, uh, our host for the draft, the Horseshoe Casino, now has a property uh, on the Ohio side of the river in downtown Cincinnati, and that's where our draft will be. It'll be August 18th at noon. Very nice. Farrell Elliott from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. We're going to finish up here with a couple more injuries and get Farrell's take from his uh, his high-stakes point of view. Uh, Farrell is an is a, a accomplished high-stakes player here. The Ravens suffered a big injury with Dennis Pitta, and, it, and from all accounts, everything I've heard, uh, Farrell, that Joe Flacco was absolutely devastated. He would not talk mm. to anybody. He was just he, – he, they were very close – Big part of similar to Kevin Ware. You remember when the Louisville team had all that trauma going on? And they were just they bonded together. Do you see that type of thing happening with this with this team, or is this just too big of an injury to overcome? Um, no, Ed Dixon will move into that position, and he uh, he is just a beat behind Pitta. Probably not as good a catcher. Probably a bit more athletic. Pitta just has a great knack of making that catch, making that difficult catch, and making them in traffic. And he did have that special bond with Flacco. And, you know, Flacco will just have to take a deep breath and realize that uh, the rest of the roster uh, is, is deep with players at other positions that will contribute. But it is a, it is a tremendous loss because of, from a fantasy football perspective because that was a player that I was targeting in the draft and I've always liked. Uh, initially, when both players came in the league, they came in the same year, uh, I thought Dixon – would uh, be the bigger contributor, and, and at first he was, yeah. but Pitta's, uh, Pitta, Pitta came and, and, and did a very impressive job. So, um, you know, at that tight end position, I think there's plenty of time for this team to coalesce amongst uh, other players and move forward. So I like Dixon in this position, although he has had some injury issues as well. We have Flacco slated for 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, trying to spread that out a little bit. Torrey Smith did move up in the draft just a little bit, uh, not too much, uh, because 
I think Torrey Smith is just what he is. He's Torrey Smith, a deep ball, up from 6'3 to 5'3. So he moved up one round. Flacco still in the 12th. Dixon in the 15th. Cannon Dawson in the 19th. Jacoby Jones in the 19th. And Shanko, surprisingly enough, this was on Tuesday night, went undrafted. So maybe they're just kind of uh, getting a little lazy there, you know, on those 99 leagues. And they're not uh, scrolling all the way down to the alphabetical list. They're just looking in the ADP. And sometimes that can burn you. So. Uh, Scott, I think perhaps they did. Yeah. I, I think Shanko's. Uh, yeah. I think Shanko's days as a producer for fantasy football are behind you. Yeah, they're talking about maybe just a red zone target. And so when we when we were working on the projections of the you know the other day, we said, what is he going to do? Well, twenty catches doesn't sound unreasonable. You know, you got to put some of those catches somewhere that Pitta was going to catch. Uh, Shanko maybe picks up 20 of those. They they like that Furstenberg kid, the rookie uh, tight end, maybe with they 10 do. or 12 catches there. So, you know, they'll, they, I think they will pick up a little bit of this life. But Flacco, obviously devastated by that loss. It's his good friend uh, in Dennis yeah. Pitta. And the last injury, very huge. Uh, Percy Harvin, the big acquisition for Seattle Farrell. They, everybody thought that that was going to be a real difference maker for that dynamic offense, as it was already. What do you see here in the Seattle situation? Do you see any anybody emerging there? I would guess that in your um, uh, no is is my answer early on. I haven't I haven't seen I, I don't this player is irreplaceable in in this offense. And there's nothing they can do they can do about this except go back to the drawing board and come out with a team that's going to look much different uh, in their attack than what they had uh, hoped for with Harvin on the roster. I would imagine with your jump in ADP of, of all the players uh, from these teams that, that lost players, I would say the biggest jump probably went to Golden Tate. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. We are – there's a lot of us, uh, you know, obviously the, by communicating on Twitter, you kind of get to interact with like-minded people, and, and there are there is a growing sentiment that Golden Tate hit the – Here's another thing I'll tell you. It's not just me, okay? I talk to Ian, right? And Ian is the president or the CEO of uh, Full Time Fantasy here. He's also the number four ranked player in the world. And I think sometimes, Farrell, these guys up at the very top, they're ranked that way for a reason because sometimes, like yourself, you got some inside connections every once in a while. You, you pick up the phone, you talk to somebody maybe close to an organization, and you get something that a lot of people don't. And and I think we all take that for granted when we get to talk to people like you and Ian and sometimes sometimes those tips but everybody that Ian's been talking to in near the organization said that the light bulb has finally went on for Golden Tate. That ninety five catches from the Notre Dame junior season, the fifteen hundred yards and the you know, fifteen touchdowns or whatever it was, that the light bulb has finally turned on for him and he is just making play after play for this team. Uh we saw the ADP I- uh, in one, in, from one draft to the next, go from the 20th round to the 13th. But if he can put up a solid season, uh, you know, 65 catches or so, he moves into a top 25 wide receiver. That puts him in the eighth round, Farrell. Do you, do you think that's possible? Oh, I think it's possible, and I think you'll get good value for that player in that round. I think you'll get very, very valuable performance. Uh, I don't believe, uh, gosh, I don't think he would have the numbers that Reggie Wayne had last year. But he yeah. he may be a very similar value because I believe that when it was all said and done last year, Reggie Wayne was going in the seventh round, and, and teams that took him that took them a long way towards winning. I think Golden Tate uh, will will have a roster spot on a lot of winning fantasy teams this year. My friend, any know, final words for Farrell? Real quick, real quick uh, before you leave, Farrell. I, I know this is a pass happy league, but uh, don't. Don't you think that the, this injury uh, with uh, Percy Harvin, uh, wouldn't that help uh, Marshawn Lynch owners? Uh, guys, I, again, I, I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just too much of a football purist to say that losing Harvin helps anyone on the offense. It would help Lynch get more touches, but Harvin put Lynch in better position to score and be successful. So it, it no it doesn't it doesn't help the player it just makes the player different and when they when they go back to when they go back to redirect the offense around, around the new mix of players you know it'll be done with with leaning very heavily on Lynch and Tate but they just won't be as good without Harvin. 
Marshawn oh. Lynch didn't move hardly much at all in the draft. Russell Wilson did go down a full three rounds in the draft from the 7-10 range to the 10-10 range. We at Toolbox moved him from six to nine uh, due to this, and uh, we were really looking for a, a real big breakout for Russell Wilson with the with the addition of, of Percy Harvin. Sidney Rice, mm-hmm. again, the Switzerland stuff's going on, so Zach Miller's the only other option there that may. Oh, I had a feeling his stock is going to rise a little bit, but he really doesn't have much left in the tank, especially with those injuries. So, Farrell, thank you so much for coming on, man. We, we really appreciate it. And, uh, look, best of luck to you at the KFFSC and the website that everybody can find you. KFFSC.com. Follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. And uh, check us out. Come uh, meet Scott Atkins, Mike Trent, and over 200 other great fantasy players the 23rd through the 25th at the Horseshoe in southern Indiana. We'll be there, man. Farrell, talk to you soon, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Can't wait, Farrell. Thank you, Mike. Man, oh, man. Uh, Farrell here from Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship and agent. Sports agent, been in the business for a long time, Mike, and and it's always fun to have him on, and I love the experience of the draft. He does a great job of making you feel like you're in Vegas the whole time you're there with the Louisville uh, cheer squad. They come in and do all the the draft picks and everything, and and just he he mentioned one thing, camaraderie, and I I have to admit that we did it in Vegas – but it's just it's a little more comfortable and relaxed, and I, and I don't know why that is. I think it's I think it's osmosis from Farrell. Yeah, I mean Farrell's Farrell's a perfect PR guy, and he knows how to uh, uh, delegate, so to speak, and uh, he just grabs everybody. And but the one thing the one thing I'll never forget about Farrell over the course of the few years I've been doing this yeah. is. Yeah. He, he, he'll he'll come and shake your hand or give you a, a, a fist bump to every single person that's involved in that draft. And that's pretty awesome. Got some wild hair, but I love it, yeah. And definitely the radio show, a lot of fun there, too. So, Mike, uh, I want to finish on the Golden Tate subject real quick. Uh, uh, now that we're segueing over back onto the injuries, and we've got some dynasty waivers to finish off. Golden Tate, there's, only, there's five words I'm going to give you. It's talent plus opportunity, plus pedigree, plus contract year, dude. Hashtag stars align for this guy. It's uh, it's, it's going to be a pretty nice year for Golden Tate, especially if what I'm hearing inside the organization, and again, look, I don't have contacts. I don't have connections. You know, I know a couple of people that do, and they're ranked at the top of the, the fantasy player leaderboard year after year after year. I have to feel, I have to I have to believe that some of those connections that they have are pretty legit, right? Because I don't know, you have to be right on certain players and I think some of those guys have some connections, Mike, and I think they're right about Golden State. If the light bulb is went on, he's a blessed Notre Dame was blessed to have Floyd and Tate on that team. Do you remember how good they were in college? I think consistency well, got in the way with him. He wasn't a superstar out of the gate like like some people predicted. But I think this year, everything, the stars are aligned, Mike. Well, you know what? I kind of agree, and I kind of don't. I sent you a trade offer just now in hyper think I think Golden Tate's going to have a fine year. Uh, but I will say this. I do see a, uh, let's just say, two quarterbacks that aren't going to do as well this year as they did last year. I don't see Russell Wilson doing as well. I don't see RG3 doing as well. I see uh, Andrew Luck having a humongous year this year because yeah. he's there's going to be there's going to be other opportunities for him. Uh, yeah. Those two, Wilson and RG3, I just I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm 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 a big fan of Russell Wilson. The fact the touch that he put on the ball, and if you look at his split from the first part of the season to the second, it was like they let him go. They let him go. They opened up the offense, and he was able to excel in that. So don't discount. Russell Wilson, he's a definite top ten quarterback uh, in this year's fantasy draft. The Andrew, the Andrew Luck situation, he's a very talented quarterback. But again, when you have a new offensive coordinator come in and Pep Hamilton, and you just had the luxury, Mike, and I'm going to say it this way: Bruce Arians is a luxury for an offensive coordinator, you know, of an offensive coordinator for a quarterback to have. With him gone, 
it's not going to be the easy road that, that Andrew Luck had. He's still going to throw the ball down the field. He's still going to be vertical. They're going to do a lot more short stuff, a lot more dinks and dunks, try to keep the ball move, the, the chains moving with a little bit safer offense. Uh, so you have to you have to expect it. And, and again, I think the Colts are going to be behind in a lot of games, and I think they're going to throw the playbook out the window and say, "Luck, win this game for us, baby." And I think he's going to rack up a lot of fourth quarter points uh, throughout the season. So I think he's still a solid top ten quarterback. But I just tempered my expectations a little bit. But he has the ability, Mike. Andrew Luck has the ability, God given ability as a quarterback, to be the number one quarterback in the league. And, and I'm excited yeah. to watch him grow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. well, uh, yeah. I mean, he could, uh, out of when we're talking about Wilson, RG3, and Luck, I, I honestly believe Luck is going to, he's going to far and away get the most fantasy points, in my opinion. This year, we are taking a look back at some of the fantasy waivers for the fantasy, the Dynasty World Championship. Golden Tate going for three forty-four. We talked about that league in League Six, League Seven. Kimbrell Tompkins went for two hundred dollars in League Seven to Ragnar's Raiders. Uh, that's a that's a hefty bid. Ed Dixon, the next highest bid at twenty-two dollars. Nobody else was uh, looking to spend that much money on Kimbrell Hopkins. But hey, if you like a guy. You can't fault anybody for going to get the guy. That's the beauty of blind bidding. You really never know what to spend, and you're just speculating what people are going to spend. Roy Hallou in League 8 went for 81, Ed Dixon for 33. Those are the types of bids I can get behind. There's Kimbrell Hopkins for $20, Jarius Wright for 10 Blair Tom, Blair Walsh for 10 See, those are the types of bids that you can afford to continue to make throughout the season. Uh, I just yep. hate to see people wasting their wad uh, so early. Kimbrell Tompkins in League Nine for $111. Joyce Bell for 75 So Ed Dixon for 25 Again, uh, we're seeing the common thread tonight of all these leagues, these 12 leagues that we're, we're, we're going through tonight. Uh, it, it looks like Kimbrell Tompkins, Ed Dixon, and where available, Golden Tate. In League 10, Golden Tate goes for 221 Ed Dixon for 127 Mike. Hmm. Well, like Kimbrough Thomas. You know, yep. It just it boils down to uh, a lot of those guys that are quote wasting their money. They're probably not because maybe they didn't draft so well at the beginning. So I mean, there, there's no fault of that. I mean, they're, they're, what they're basically doing, I hope, is saying, "Look, man, I got to spend some money on the front end. Get me somebody." And then they might not have to spend another dollar uh, until down the road. So it just depends on the team, the team makeup. I guess you, I guess you could say team makeup. Yeah, uh, League Eleven: Golden Tate, one hundred sixty-two; Ed Dixon for a hundred; Kimbra Tompkins for fifty. And uh, rounding out the final league of 12 in the Dynasty World Championship, Ed Dixon for 67, Edelman for 55, Kimbrell Tompkins for 50, uh, Josh Boyce for 33. So uh, there you have it. That's the first round of waivers in the Dynasty Football World Championship, Mike. Back to the news and rumors. We've got four minutes left to go. We've got the Seahawks signing early set. a little too early to know what that is. I'm really intrigued by the news that Sam Bradford and Jared Cook have connected endlessly in camp, and, and look, this is a make-or-break year for Sam Bradford. This is the first year they've surrounded him with real weapons. It'll be interesting to see what type of chemistry they can develop. Uh, Jared Cook, we have ranked right now as the number eight tight end in the league. Do you think that's too high, Mike? No. As a matter of fact, it's a make-or-break year for uh, Jared Cook, in my opinion, because he's been, uh, he's been, you know, the last couple of years, it's been Jared Cook, Jared Cook. Uh, so uh, it's Sam Bradford, Jerry Cook, and uh, I don't think that's too. I, I mean, this this is it for him. It's it, for, and, and this is it for uh, Sam Bradford. Code crackers in the chat room. Welcome, my brother. Forty nine is at Austin Collie. Mike, Austin Collie coming back after the concussion issues and the ruptured patella concussion after Collie. working out. Concussion Collie. That's right. He worked out, and uh, look, they were going to go without Michael Crabtree all year. Any fantasy value at all in Austin Collie? I have none. I have none. I I don't. I'm not going to take anything. But you never know. None. I will tell you that in the FF Toolbox preseason pro, 
we are accumulating some of the best high-stakes players on the planet to give us advice, Mike, because I think we all take for granted the fact that we have them on speed dial. Some of us here, we can text them up on lineup day and get an answer from them, but a lot of people around the country can't do that. What we've done at FF Toolbox is assembled some of these guys, put them together, and gals, Kimmer Slicer's in this as well, and given them a platform to put their picks up on the up on uh, the world to see. You're going to be very surprised by some of the sleepers, the busts, the breakouts, uh, the comebacks, and the stashing cash, the 20th round picks uh, by some of the best high-stakes pros. So, Mike, that package is coming out for an affordable price of $5. We don't want to... We don't want you spending your last dollar. We want, we just want you to give uh, li- those guys a little bit of value for what they do. It's a very affordable price, and I think everybody oh, in that yeah. plays fantasy should grab it. Yeah, hell, that's nothing. Five bucks, what the heck? Might as well do All right. Look for details on the Mock Draft World Championship. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide with your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Good show, Mikey. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.